This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Everybody, James Coe, Sean Levine here with you on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. You heard that, uh, that call there. Uh, by one of the gumbles uh, talking about Gabe Davis scoring a touchdown there. Uh, this is the big one, man. Hey, this is the big one this week. You talk about on Monday night football, Sean, Bills taking on the Bengals. It's in Cincinnati. Bills minus one, over under 49 and a half. It's the second highest total on the board. How do you see it going? Let me give you some more numbers, James. These two teams combined have won 13 games in a row. And they've won 23 Mm. out of the 30 games they've played total this year. So along with the Chiefs, these are certainly two of the three best teams in the AFC. And you could break it down even further and say two of the three best young quarterbacks. I think that I like Cincinnati in this one. Now, you can't really make an argument that they're playing hot because I just told you so is Buffalo. Buffalo's coming (laughs) in on a six-game winning streak. Joe Burrow, though, man, something about that guy. Like, when he starts cooking, nobody can stop him. And this Bills defense is good, right? We always want to talk about this Bills offense. This Bills defense is really good, too. In fact, they've allowed the fewest points of any team in the AFC. So they can stop you. I just don't know if they can stop this Cincinnati team who has been absolutely cooking on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Joe Burrow has averaged – 285 yards and three touchdowns now for almost a month and a half. So I'm going to take Cincy because they're at the crib and because they have Joe Burrow, but I won't be at all surprised that Buffalo wins this game. I don't have a read on this game at all. I think it's just, I want to just sit back and enjoy the, the football. You know, I will say this, all the betting trends would tell you, you, you should take Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati 12 and three against the spread, 80% cover rate easily the highest cover rate in the NFL. And then on the flip side for Buffalo, it's the exact opposite, okay? 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one against the spread. Bookmakers are really on top of the lines uh, for these Bills games. So, again, if you're playing those trends, it seems like you should play Cincinnati. Um, now, that being said, for the over-under, 49-and-a-half, Sean, it's been really profitable for betters to bet against this Bills offense. They've hit the over just five times in 15 games. The 10 unders that they have hit this year, that's tied for the fourth most in the NFL. Yeah, but they've also scored 67 points in the last couple of weeks, talking about Buffalo. It feels like their offense Mm -hmm. has kind of come around, James, to be that offense that we thought they were at the beginning of the year. I mean, let's just call it what it is. At the beginning of the year, Josh Allen was the favorite to be the MVP. Buffalo is the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And here we are. Josh Allen's not going to win the MVP. His numbers, he's been good, not overwhelmingly good. He's been good. This Bills team is exactly where we thought they would be at the beginning of the year. We had this team, as I said, odds on favorite. They were like 6-1, to one, I want to say, at BetMGM to win the Super Bowl. And you look right now, they control their own destiny. If they're able to go on the road and beat Cincinnati and then win at home against New England in the last week of the season – then that's everything they wanted. They accomplished all their goals heading into the season, ultimately, 
to be the number one seed, to be able to sleep in their own beds, get that first round by, and have the path go through Buffalo. So Cincinnati, to be fair, still has a ton to play for, too. I mean, they're looking at it from both directions, from from behind and from in front of them. They've got the the Baltimore Ravens right behind them, where in theory they could still catch them and win the division if everything broke right for Baltimore. And then in front of Cincinnati, right. they're looking at the Chiefs and Buffalo, who have a little bit better record than them, even though Cincinnati's got the game in hand because they beat Kansas City earlier this year. So the Bengals still have a puncher's chance to end up that one seed. Buffalo controls their own destiny. This is going to be a great game, man. Because, because we can't talk ourselves into one team or the other tells me that it's going to be a great game, and it's going to get a lot of action from both sides. Yeah, it really is, and especially it being on an island game, Monday Night Football, last game of the week. Are you kidding me? Come on now. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one last note. You talk about the Buffalo Bills' pass defense, and, yeah, they've been absolutely spectacular. Um, you take a look at what they've done against quarterbacks here. Uh, they have allowed a 63.4% completion rate. That's the 11th best, but the efficiency just not there, right? 6.56 yards per pass attempt allowed by the Buffalo Bills defense. And that's the sixth best mark uh, in the NFL. So their pass defense a lot better than their rush defense. But it just seems to me like Joe Mixon, it's just not his year. I know he had that one blow-up game many moons ago. Uh, but overall, I think Joe Mixon has not been great uh, for Cincinnati. And maybe it goes back to their offensive line. I'm not sure what it is. But overall, Mixon, I think, has been a little bit underwhelming. So do the Bengals, I wonder, do they try to run their offense through Mixon? Or are they just going to keep it and just let it rip through the air? I don't know. Like These are questions that... I don't have an answer to, and I just can't wait uh, to find out. But, boy, this is a very – to me, it's a very difficult game uh, to wager on, man. All right, how about Steelers-Ravens? This is the literal exact opposite <laughs> of what we were just talking about here. 35 points over under, lowest total of the week. Ravens at home, favored by two and a half. How do you see it going in this AFC North battle? In a weird way, if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I just as well assume go out there and lose this football game because I think they understand the same way that we do, James, that they're not going to make any noise in the playoffs. By the way, Baltimore, they've already clinched a playoff spot, talking about the Ravens. So at this point, mm-hmm. they're just playing for seeding. That they're not going anywhere in the playoffs without a completely healthy Lamar Jackson. If we start to list the teams right. that go as their quarterback's health does, I mean, Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, are going to be near the very top of that conversation. So if I'm them, I just as well assume watch Cincinnati win, we lose that last week of the regular season. We're not playing for anything except for seeding, can't win the division at that point, and then they can give themselves a pseudo-buy or at least rest Lamar Jackson to get him right for the playoffs. Because to me, if he plays or if they try to bring him back at any point the rest of the regular season, they're crazy because they need that dude for the postseason. And they're kind of that other team, right, James? Like we keep talking about the Chiefs and Buffalo and Cincinnati. It feels like along with the Chargers, this is kind of that other team that if we're going to talk about anybody else in the AFC, maybe they can make a little bit of noise in the postseason. You know, you talk about seeding, although to be honest with you, they have a chance if Cincinnati loses and and Baltimore wins, then that Week 18 game against Cincinnati would be for the division, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, and no, if that's the mistaken. case, that would be for a that would be for a home game. So I think that actually plays I don't know man like to me that feels like a this feels like a very important game for Baltimore that they that they actually have to win uh to 
put the pressure on Cincinnati to also then go and play Buffalo and win that ball game as well. And, and again, worth, though, not that there's is pressure. Worth, is it there's worth, a lot of pressure. Is, is it worth doing that at the expense of Lamar Jackson? And I'm not saying that just because he's no. on the field he's going to no, get hurt, but I mean, yeah, you want the home playoff game. That helps you win. You know what's going to swing the odds more when it comes to the bookmakers. Not home field advantage where the playoff game is being played, but what quarterback is playing. I mean, if Baltimore gets to host right. a playoff game, then that's worth three points, right? What if Baltimore's hosting that playoff <laughs> right. game without Lamar Jackson? Then all of a sudden, that's probably worth a touchdown. So, to me, I think they need to look a little bit more long-term than short-term just this week. What you point out is true. I mean, Cincinnati, even though they've been coasting and they've won seven games in a row, don't get it twisted. They need to keep winning, not just for a chance to be the number one overall seed and get the bye, but also just to win their own division and not have to take a playoff route right. road. So, yeah, Cincinnati's got a ton to play for. So does Buffalo. The schedule makers did an unbelievable job in the NFL these last couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, what do we think about this total, though? 35, it's the lowest total of the week. Uh, Pittsburgh implied total, 16.25. Baltimore's implied total, 18.75. For Baltimore, a couple key injuries here. Calais Campbell is working through that knee. Marcus Peters through that calf. Both were DNPs on Thursday. Don't have an updated practice list for Friday here. But again, those two guys... Boy, I tell you, that defense missed them big time. Um, 35 points, though. I know Pittsburgh's offense has been absolute trash, but <laughs> how do you see the game going out from a point total perspective? 35? What is this, a peewee football game? 30, 35? <laughs> I'm going to play the overs because there's no way I'm going to play the unders on 35. That's one of those where you just look at the number. Like sometimes right. you look at a college football game and it'll say 77, yeah. and you don't even need to look at who's playing. You go, I'm playing the unders in that one. 35? All I need is one goofy thing to happen, James. Give me a kickoff return. <laughs> give me a give me an interception in the red zone. Give me a fumble, right. and you're going to get to that 35. So it might be close. You might be sweating it, but there's no way on earth I'm playing under 35 in any NFL game ever, including this one. <laughs> That's a good 35. one. Uh, Pittsburgh, 8-6-1. Eight six and one against the spread, a fifty seven percent cover rate, pretty good. Uh, they're beating bookmakers' expectations, tied for the seventh highest cover rate in the NFL. Six and nine on the overs, though, uh, tied for the ninth highest under rate are the Pittsburgh Steelers because again, their offense is just an absolute disaster. Can Matt Canada get the hell up out of here in Pittsburgh? Let us. I don't. I don't want to watch these games anymore uh, with Matt Canada calling these games. All right, uh, very quickly. Uh, as we fast approach break here, uh, Colts plus six against the Giants over under set also pretty low 38 and a half. Uh, quickly, Sean, how do you see this game playing out? Yeah, the Colts are just looking for anybody at quarterback and they haven't found an answer to it. And the Giants have been one of the more surprising teams in football. The game's in New York. I oh, like yeah. their defense. I like the Giants running away with this one. Yeah, uh, Giants right now minus 250. Uh, on the money line over under though 38 and a half what do you think too low dude that's a low number but it's not the 35 you gave me in that baltimore pittsburgh game so i would consider exactly i would right. consider playing the unders at 38 and a half it's up to 39 and a half so i consider that 35 on that other game dude get out of here who's gonna play the unders on 35 in an nfl game? <laughs> Uh, Giants at home, I kind of like it. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. I think they're uh, Barkley especially has been playing uh, pretty good football as of late in the Colts right now. Well, I just, I, I mean, again, we talk about teams that are playing like they're double parked. The Colts are just about done. 
the Colts are just, they are just, they got one foot out the door. What are they doing at head coach? What are they doing at quarterback? Defensively, they look like they're checked out. Offensively, they were never very good to begin with. But Nick Foles there, I feel like, has taken them to a brand new low. So, no, I don't know. Yeah, look, um, if you want to put, you know, uh, again, minus 250 on the Giants' money line, I'm with it, man. I'm with it all the way. Giants, I think, do cover that six-point spread, though. All right, so uh, coming up, though, man, we're going to be talking, taking a little break from the NFL, talking about college football. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Pam Maldonado is going to be joining us from Yahoo Sports, from the Stack of Stats podcast. All that and more right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> 